So I, th I think I need to get back to the to the central thing that needs to be understood in order to to really conceive of and understand all of the other points, which is the the nature of cybernetics and its role in all of this going back through history. Um, technically, the field of cybernetics is uh, was officially started by Norbert Wiener in 1948, uh, and this was after a series of meetings with a whole bunch of elite scientists and leaders and whatever that were, were talking over the course of the years before this, and they came up, Norbert Wiener gave it this name, uh, cybernetics, which is in Greek means the steersman, and he coined it as the control and communication, control and communication in the animal and the machine. And so you can call it the science of control and communications. So it's right there in the name. It's the science of control. So when people talk about cybernetics, they're talking about control. Uh, you could, you could, wouldn't be a stretch to call it the science of slavery or the science of subjugation. So if we called it um, controlology or slaveology or subjugology, that would be roughly accurate. And so if if you went to the United States website, government, whatever, and, and you saw that there was a department called uh, the, the Slave Division, you would say, well, what the hell, why do we have a Slave Division? You know, why, why, why do we have a Control Division? Why do we have a Subjugation Division? But we do have a Cyber Division of almost every department. And it does not mean computers. It does not mean software. It does not mean robots. It means control of you and control of you through your communications with everyone else. So this is about manipulating the communications structures and information being passed back and forth between subjects that are targeted by the science. It is a goal-based practical science. It's not, it's not about doing any kind of analyses or, or study uh, in an objective sense of, of observations of things in the world as such. It's about having an object, wanting an outcome, and controlling the input to the system, and then observing what happens in the system, and then ideally you, you want to create a feedback loop that's automatic, that makes sure that the input that you have reacts to the things that happen in the system, and if they get outside of a certain range that you don't want them to be in, and you can adjust these points at the bottom and the top uh, as you go, then it will route a feedback signal back into the input that will put things back on course. So it is exactly the analogy of if your ship is starting to go a little bit west, then you t tap your rudder to sort of fix the problem. And it's a, it's a regulatory system. The steersman is a, is a person who's a regulatory system, but um, an example that is given in most cybernetic uh, situations or speeches about this is um, the regulator quote-unquote, that's built into the steam engine. So that actually, the, 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 the corrections are actually generated from the engine itself. So when it gets too powerful, when it gets too hot, the regulator spins, and as it spins, centrifugal force opens up and restricts the output of that output. And so it's, it's built right into it. It's an automatic correction, and that's why we call it a regulator 
as a thing as opposed to a person. You know, we nowadays we have we call people regulators, but regulator is a mechanical device. And so cybernetics ideally is about constructing automated systems that will self-regulate. And so there are these principles that we're we're basing all of this on. And cybernetics is also rooted in Malthusian anti-humanism. Um, right from the beginning, the, the elites that were talking about this were, were talking about, you know, how do we control the population in such a way that we get outputs, outcomes that we desire? And can this be made into a system? And essentially, the realization that they had, because most of these people were highly compartmentalized and did not interact with each other, there were, so, so there are various disciplines, they may have been experts in them, but they didn't realize that there were things that they could learn from other people who were masters in their discipline. And they thought that this was a major revelation, that they had come up with this discovery that there are people that know more than they do. And this is, informs you somewhat about the psychology of people who tend to be in these positions. Um, they were astounded and thought that they had made this major discovery. Oh, my God, there's, there are people out there that know more than I do about this particular subject. My goodness. Well, how can we bring them into the fold and use their expertise in combination with my expertise to achieve the goal of the subjugation of humanity? And that is the goal. So control and communication in the animal and the machine. Um, now, one of the things about this that you have to understand is that this regulatory central function that, that, is, that is the goal of it all um, has at least one pre-existing presumption, and that is that there are too many human beings on the planet and that if unchecked, they will multiply until they become, you know, a pool of people swimming around in blood and gore and cannibalizing each other. This is just a presumption. This is assumed. Um, and to this day, everyone who is a subscriber of this ideology of anti-humanism that is now pervasive in society has this vision that that's what will happen if we do, do nothing. And th this is because they have no idea about any of the other normal natural regulatory systems that occur that prevent such a thing. It just doesn't happen. Um, <clears throat> so uh, so this first presumption is that we must reduce the human population. And this is related to, in, in 1960, Heinz von Forster um, came out with an article and he talked about the doomsday equation which was again he just on paper said well if these people have sex with those people and then those people have sex with these people and then they have babies and it's, it's just the numbers on paper and he said well eventually you know the whole the whole galaxy will be filled with human corpses so obviously we have to do something about this and he basically this was as part of the cybernetics as as a as a uh, as a science, and it became what's called second-order cybernetics. Um, and after that came managerial cybernetics, which is mostly what we see today. Um, but it's all based, it all has its roots in all of this stuff, which all goes back to Malthusian anti-humanism, which is basic central principle is that there are too many humans, and we need to fix that. It's, it's just a presumed problem that, that, is, that is looking for a final solution. And so because they're, they're, they, you can't just brute force it, and they realize that you can't just brute force the final solution, they, they, the, the purpose of cybernetics is to nudge humanity 
towards the ends that are the goals that are decided by the experts and the specialists who are participating in the programming of the automated regulatory system that cybernetics dictates for this goal because it is a goal-based science. It is, it is not a research-based science. It's, it's not just looking at stuff and saying, oh, Jesus, isn't that interesting, and what, what can we learn from that? No, it, it wants, first and foremost, to reduce the human population because of this presumption. Now, one of the things that comes about is that they recognize, because these are not stupid people, they recognize that whatever system you come up with um, people tend to learn and they get better and then the next generation gets even better and and people can start you know at an early age with a set of presumptions that were arrived at from previous experts and and although they may not be any smarter they may come up with a more complete solution that that and and solutions that the earlier people did not come up with and this is a threat because if your purpose is to to design a self-regulating system that limits um, progression, because this is another um, presumption built into this, is that, of course, we have to limit the human population, but we also have to limit the advancement of innovation, because the advancement of innovation actually works to make it possible for larger populations. This is why Malthus's basic premise has been repeatedly proven wrong over and over again, and, and they won't let it go, but it's completely destroyed. Uh, and that's because... At the time that he came up with his predictions, there was a set of numbers, which was the amount of land and the way that we farmed and the amount of people. And he figured that if we farm that way on this amount of land and people just got bigger and this one variable changed, that it would be catastrophic. And so the plan that the cyberneticists come up with needs all of the variables to stay the same. And so that means that the depopulation, or the, the management of the population, ostensibly this is about limiting population, but it's also about depopulation, and this, um, these things are extensions of this uh, we can get into later, but um, one of the reasons why you want to limit the population and prevent new births is because you might accidentally produce somebody who thinks through this problem better than you have and comes up with a better solution. And then that throws away all this work. You've been working for your whole life towards this end of regulating society in a way that will produce the smallest population so that you can fix the world. And lo and behold, somebody comes by and figures out a way to make food that produces ten times as much food for half the money. Well, we, we have to prevent that because that screws up the whole calculation. In other words, they really are against innovation. Innovation is, in fact, the enemy of cyberneticists. It is the enemy of progressives in this crazy, weird translation of the word progressive, which is the Malthusian anti-humanists who think humanity is a threat. Um, of course, the real progressives are the people who want there to be progress and they want there to be innovation. So it's really the, 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 the classical liberals that are the progressives because classical liberals actually want progress. And they understand that there will be people that come along and come up with better solutions in the future. And so therefore, problems that are insoluble at the moment are not forever insoluble. They're just forever, ins they're just temporarily insoluble. And this is something that is that, that cyberneticists don't deny, they actually oppose. This is a key point. In other words, they, they actually recognize that, that liberalism 
if left unchecked, would produce increases in intelligence and innovation in such a way as to make it possible for humanity to expand without encountering the, the catastrophe that Malthus predicted. And this is, it's not just simply if, that they don't want Malthus's predictions to, to be disproven. They've already been repeatedly disproven. It's that they want to establish a system that won't allow it to be disproven. And you can do that if you kill off most of the new people and you carefully control the educations of everybody who is allowed to live. And you make sure that you have systems in place, again, regulatory systems in this sort of steam engine sense that self-limit. So if, if somebody gets out of line and they start to be too innovative, the system should crack down on that person because they're a threat to the, to the long-term plan. And so... When you look at things like the lockstep documents, um, it, it, it's so nakedly in there. And the cybernetics is all through our schools, all through our public media. Well, certainly it's, it's manifest in the lockstep document, which specifically says that, that governments are faced the challenge that they must limit innovation. It's not that, they, that, the, that there's a problem that all of a sudden innovation is limited. It's that government must limit imitation, innovation. And so... Once you start to realize that there is this overarching ideology and government form of corporativism, which is operating to the ends of the ideology and science of cybernetics, which is in itself an evolution of Malthusian anti-humanism, which takes as an article of faith that humanity is already too big and must be reduced, um, you understand what we're facing here. This is This is why... Um, the depopulation agenda has been so central. Uh, now we can I can cite the the Heinz von Forster uh, population bomb kind of whatever he called it again I forget um, the the I think he called it the um, the doomsday equation. Um, and this is we see this manifest everywhere. This is you know in five years the world will be too hot. This global warming nonsense. These are all just extensions of this. And 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 many people have pointed out, who have looked at it more superficially, that you know in the seventies they said the world was going to freeze over, and then they changed it to to burn up, and, and then it's and they'll just whatever they can do, that that sounds catastrophist they will do because. If it leads ultimately to the conclusion that humans, if left unchecked, will cause destruction, that's good enough. That's that's a nudge. So in the cybernetics sense, that's that's a good result. If people do not despise humanity already, and you can convince them to despise humanity a little bit more, that is a nudge in the direction that you want for your outcome for the system. And so if you discover that one particular input that you're giving to this system that you're monitoring on the communications of the subjects produces a, a general movement of the thought processes and, and general perceptions to something that you want, like, for instance, uh, a diminishment of faith in humanity, then you want to encourage that. And so you take that as a feedback output and you put more of that in. So it's not necessarily always a correction away from something you don't want, and it can be a correction towards something that you see as an opportunity. So this isn't, it also, so there are elements of this that are automated regulation systems where, you know, the schools and universities are designed in such a way that if somebody stands out as 
as particularly good, then those are the people that you must smash. Uh, and, and that is a self-regulatory system built into one of the you know, subordinate systems that have been created using the, the general ideology of Malthusian anti-humanism and cybernetics. Um, but, you know, if, if we look at this as a, a real-time system that's being constantly adjusted by somebody consciously, then we, we can see that there's going to be a very small number of people, we can call it the oligarchy, the elitists, whatever, um, but that, that group of people is, is, it's a very nebulous thing to say that there's, you know, a, a, a dozen people somewhere in a darkened room that are controlling all this. We already know, as I've said in previous episodes, that this ideology is, has pervaded society. So all the way down to our own children, you can ask your own child, you know, I think my example was, if you ask your own child, you know, do you think it would be a bad thing if the human race went extinct? And most children who have gone to government schools will, at the very least, pause and say, well, you know, maybe there's some things. Basically, they won't say, no, of course not. And that's because they've been programmed to think that humanity is a threat to everything. It's not, and so this is, has gotten to the point where it's not just simply humanity is a threat to the success and the persistence of humanity. It's that humanity is a threat to everything else and that, you know, we would really be doing the universe a favor if we just killed ourselves. Uh, and, of course, we see all these examples, naked examples, you know, save the world, kill yourself. You, you see this stuff published all the time, the couple that committed suicide and left a, a suicide note that said, you know, you're welcome, world, we just saved you. Um, these things would not be in the, in major news media unless the major news media was part of the cybernetic communications control system. These are not stories that would normally end up in global communications unless they were desired. These outcomes are, are, are you know, th- crazy things happen all the time everywhere. There's, there's probably not very many people who have committed suicide as a couple to save the world. So why is that even in the news? Because it serves the purposes of nudging everybody toward, oh, well, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we should consider committing suicide as a couple to save the world. Um, Because there's nothing in the article that says these people are crazy. It's just saying, you know, look at this. This is what they did. What are you going to do? And as I was saying, it's, it's pervasive. Everybody has been programmed to this set of goals and this set of assumptions. And it's very hard to break people of this programming. Um... The, the data is good. We want to show people the data that, that disproves the Malthusian presumptions, but this is an emotion-based thing. So we also have to appeal to their emotions. We have to convince them that, in fact, it's actually good for everything else for humanity to be around, because actually we, you know, for everything we do that eats and harms, we do a lot that helps and makes possible. So... I guess I'll have to stop it there because I'm getting close to my 20 minutes. I'll think about, the next thing I want to talk about is morale because um, cybernetics is used regularly to defeat morale and to convince people that that they're alone and that nobody else agrees with them and the majority is against them. And it's just simply not true. Um, But again, if you're listening to major media uh, that is controlled by cybernetics, you're going to get information that that will... distort and dissuade you from pursuing the correct goals.